Good evening, welcome to episode 99 of La Magicast. I'm your host Scott Munro. Uh, we are doing something very different this evening. We are recording uh, about 40 minutes after Roma defeated Udinese 1-0 in the last uh, game of the week, uh, the week, midweek action. Um, we're doing a Derby della Capitale p- preview for Sunday evening. And I've got a, uh, a guest of the following team i've got uh someone on twitter who likes to salute the middle finger is a massive chero mobile fan massive sms fan loves his nutella maybe likes to divulge into tweets about pasta gate uh i've got jerry mancini how are you jerry he had to throw the pasta gate in there eh? that's, that's good that's, that's funny <laughs> I'm I'm fantastic. Um, excited for the derby, but um, yeah, I've kind of cut back on the Nutella. It's funny how you said that. I, I think ah. I'm seven days. I'm seven days Nutella free, and I think I'll probably won't be eating it for a long time because I've kind of noticed it's slow. It's been slowing me down. So okay, I'll I'll have to. Uh, and 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 the pounds are going on. So what was his name? Uh, Antonio Cassano, who said yes. that uh, had he not eaten uh, Nutella, he would have been a better soccer uh, football player. So, <laughs> well, he enjoyed his pastries in Madrid. There's an infamous story that's in his book, so uh, which is really well known. So, yeah. Um, my first question is: Are you really looking forward to the derby? Because both teams, I would say, Roma started the season really well, but Lazio seemed to be lagging especially in the last couple of games. What's your thoughts going ahead into Sunday's clash? I feel that when it comes to the derby, it's much different. It, it, it gets the best out of both sides. Mm-hmm. So this could be a game that really could turn it around for Lazio and maybe they find that spark that they've been lacking in the last, I would say, four games. It's been pretty dreadful. That maybe a partial reason could be that the transition under Maurizio Sarri, not having him in the lineup in the last few games because he was serving a suspension. Mm. But um, for the most part, the derbies are always a separate one-off where it, no one wants to win, lose. No one wants to lose. Let's be realistic here. Like It's always about bragging rights. We saw in the first game last year where... Lachu really showed up and played very well. And then in the back end, it was Roma who who had the better end, the better the better match. So it's gonna be an interesting kind of match on Sunday where Lachu needs the win. They have drawn two in a row now, winless in three, and they can't keep dropping points. You got Roma who have looked okay in my opinion, but are squeezing out wins and probably want to maintain that mm-hmm. top six position. So a lot, of, a lot on the line. I know it's still early in the season, but like I said earlier, the, the main the main takeaway is that neither side either never wants to lose in in the derby. No, uh, especially the first one. This was this one is quite early in the season. I remember last season? What it was January twenty twenty one. Lazio won the game 3-0 on that infamous Friday night game in January. And then 
as you just said, Roma won the second to last. Was it the second to last game of the season? Yeah, it was. Where a now Lazio player scored the winner, um, Pedro. Um, Sam, who was supposed to be with us this evening, sent me um, a couple of questions. Um, do you expect to see Sari ball on year one? Do you see Sari and Letito working past one season? And where do you see them finishing? So that I'm I'm actually skeptical about this because I don't know what to expect with Latito. With Latito, it's it's all question marks. He kind of keeps everything under the rug, mm-hmm. and even when it comes to the transfer market, there's very little that you'll know going on. And I do believe that he will stay patient in the first season with Sorry. And that's and the reason why is that he was signed to a two-year contract, and I I believe that Lotito is kind of looking short-term right now to see how it plays out with Sorry. Does it does it improve? Can is there a future here? Is there like a a stepping stone? And the, he he was really invested in in Sorry in the summer. Look at how long it took him. It took quite a long know. time, didn't it? Over the summer, it was it it's very um. Very long waited. Was it about six, seven weeks? Um, I don't, I don't, I think, yeah, it was quite a, quite a long time. I would mm. say a couple of weeks for sure. But okay, just the negotiations going back and forth, and, and Tito worked really hard to kind of get him on board. And our our Eagle Tari, our sporting director, has also mentioned just recently that it's going to be a work in progress. Under sorry, it, it, they understand that when they signed him, that it wasn't going to be pretty in the first couple of months. That it would be a transition of learning a new system, a new style of play, having players to adapt to a new way. The only thing that concerns me with sorry is that he needs to have a plan B because his plan A is the long term, and it and it's not going to work right off the bat. So today when they brought on Ricci, they, they decided with two strikers up front, and it really changed up the game in the last 10 minutes, and that was how they were able to create some chances and, and earn a penalty that led to a goal. That's where I kind of see Sorry being more effective, where he, he kind of dips out of his norm and has to be a little creative with this team and understand that Sorry ball is not going to be built in a day. And as long as there's some progression, there's something to be encouraged about. I haven't seen much in this team. Another contributing factor, which is making his job difficult, is that he doesn't have the personnel, the kind of players that are suited to his play. There are a few players on the team that have looked convincing to me. I thought Felipe Anderson has looked good in recent games. Sergey Malinkovic-Savage, probably the best player on the team because his ability to to adapt to several styles of play mm. and, and being flexible as soon as he came into the into the game in the second half they were a little bit more effective in that midfield prior to that was Luis Alberto where this is a system that I fear doesn't suit him and this could be his last season with Lazio for that reason so <sighs> I, I see it going at least a season. Okay. But I, I could be proven wrong on this. 
but I, I've never. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen Lazio fire a manager midway through the season. So it's been since 2015. Stefano Pioli. Yeah, I was going to say Pioli. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, I, on a caveat, I was actually going to ask you about Luis Alberto because he was one of the best players last season under Simone Inzaghi. Inzaghi plays a, a very different style of football to Mauricio Sarri. Do you think that if Sarri loses patience with Luis Alberto, as you said, he will cut ties with him maybe in January or even later in the summer? I believe so. Um, I know that at the beginning of the season, he said that this guy was a key part. There are so many contributing factors that's hurting his game. Uh, the first is that he arrived late in, in preseason because of he needed time off, and then he arrives a couple of weeks late, and that doesn't really help his game. He doesn't get the, the full preseason training that he needed to adapt to Sari's tactics, having that extra two weeks to, to understand his style with his players and his teammates. Um, the fact that in most matches, this dial doesn't work for him. In the 3-5-2, he has so much time to hold the ball. In, in Sari's kind of schemes, he wants you to make that quick pass. He mm. wants you to be very quick off the ball and, and, and try to get the ball back in transition. Like That's not how Alberto plays. Under Nzagi, he has a lot of time to hold, to scan... To, to kind of find where his teammates are. And that's where he's really more dangerous. And on Sunday, if he starts and Roma kind of pressures, pressures and plays a high, high line, that can really disrupt the way he plays. Now, I know that I'm not sure if this is going to be a question down the road on the pod here, but Lorenzo Pellegrini yes. now picking up the red card, mm. that kind of helps Lazio in the midfield. It does, yes. It benefits Alberto a lot because he doesn't have a guy that is going to press him, try to turn the ball over, make him force errors, concede those, make those passes that turn that result in turnovers. So that that is a big big loss, and I think that could help Alberto. I I do believe that Alberto will start, even though he was taken off in the second half. I think a partial reason could be the fact that Lazio were managing their their bench today and already looking towards Sunday's match. I I don't like that because if that was the case, they could have won the match today. But I guess you got to really manage your your personnel, considering that you do have a Europa League match the following midweek and one more match on the weekend. So Mm. we'll see how this one goes. I was thinking the same during the Roma match that finished, yeah, just about an hour ago, where Roma looked really leggy, and I imagine the same for the for the Lazio against Torino, where both these teams have played quite a lot of football in the space of what five to six weeks, and it's been absolutely crazy that Liga Serie A have managed to cram in a midweek round of action when they just finished the Europa League round and the Europa Conference League round of action. And then we go into Serie A, and then we go into another round of Europe games, and then another Serie A games, and then we've got international break where team uh, players from each team could be playing up to three games in that international break. Do you feel that that's, that's what's happened to Lazio in the last couple of games? Where I think it's happened to Roma, where they've just looked a little bit jaded at the start of the season. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
For the most part, I, how many players are on, La, on Lazio have actually played international duty? I'd say Chino Immobile has played a lot yeah. this season. SMS. He, SMS has up there. That's why he, he has been starting on the bench in two of the last three games. They've really managed his minutes to at the beginning, which is pretty impressive. Luis Alberto has been overused, but that's because he's not playing on international duty. Husai, I think, plays as well. He's been he's been used a lot. He hasn't had a game off yet. So yeah, for the most part, there are a few players that have been overused and it has affected their matches. And there are certain players who haven't played in international duty and just don't look good at the moment. And for for whatever reason, it could be the fact that they just don't suit the system or they're trying to transition or they they're just trying to do too much that could be another problem is that these players are trying to impress their new manager and they're over complicating things and, and overthinking it instead of just trying to play a simple game and slowly progress into a new system mm-hmm. so a lot a lot of contributing factors but um for the most part these players are if they keep on playing this amount of time this like this lot of playing time, it's gonna, it will affect them in the long term. I feel. Yeah, I do feel that if there's like both teams and as many teams in Italy and across Europe, that if you play a lot of games early on in the season, you're down to set yourself up to fail maybe over Christmas and the New Year, where you get the critical games and then you're missing a few few players like. You could have like three or four injuries or and a couple of suspensions because you picking up that yellow card going in for a late challenge where you, where you shouldn't be. But this is the way this season is is going because of COVID and uh, like not like last season where last season was just ridiculous where they decided to cram in nine months of football in about seven and a half months and everyone was lagging by about. December, but uh, I digress. I digress. I got um, a few more questions. If you don't mind me asking Jerry about Lazio, um, what are Lazio's strengths and weaknesses going into the derby after the start of the season with Sari? Oh boy, strengths. I <laughs> not very, not very many, but uh, under Sari right now, I would say the fact that Chiro Immobile is still a threat. Mm-hmm. I think that's one strength that he still he leads the league in scoring with six goals, and uh, four of those six have come from open play. He kind of looked like the national team kind of player today, and it was kind of frustrating because he wasn't getting the service that he needed, um, trying to force plays when there wasn't really nothing anything there. But for the most part, he's been really good this year. I can't say he hasn't. Um, Sergei Milinkovic-Savage is probably the key to this game. He's our biggest strength because when he's not on the pitch, it seems as if Lazio lacks that kind of ball mover kind of player where they don't have anybody to advance the ball upfield, kind of make those quick passes. And when Sergei's in the lineup, he is one that has really kind of adapted to Sari's style of play, understanding where he needs to be, knowing where his players, where his teammates are going to be. Like, he's very quick, and I think that really has benefited Lazio. Uh, Lucas Leva is a weakness to this team. He doesn't doesn't fit the 4-3-3. He is not a regista. He is a central defensive midfielder. If he starts Sunday, 
against Roma, this can really play into Roma's favor. I, I just don't like him in that role. He came off the bench today. He played as a substitute. I thought he was okay in that role. But Danilo Cataldi should be the guy who, who should start on Sunday. I think he had a pretty decent game today. Um, good pace. He's very quick on the ball. He can make those long ball passes. And I think his defensive game is not bad either. Uh, another weakness is our back end. Pacherbi, Luis Felipe, they are not the same kind of players that they were, I would say, started last season to the season prior where they were Lazio's most most dependable defenders where they showed good speed, they were reliable with their tackles, and like today Felipe picked up the yellow card on a reckless challenge, and I thought maybe that could have been a red card because it was studs up. And Cherby has looked like he's not as quick anymore, and, and what frustrates me is that he always plays up high. And it's not a good thing to do when you know that you're not as quick as you once were. Uh, Lazzidi has really struggled at right back in the last couple of games after a really good start versus Empoli. The following matches have been very poor, and I fear that maybe playing as a wing back is better suited for him compared to being a, a, rape, a right back. Hmm. So maybe he, he plays too high and he overcommits. And what it does is that it, it leaves that space in the back end. And it, it, it gives teams a an opportunity to, to attack and exploit a lot of space. So it's kind of created chances for the opposition. Um, I think those are kind of like some strengths and weaknesses that kind of stand out to me in, in particular. I'm curious to see if Sorry makes any significant changes on Sunday but uh, for the most part, those are some glaring weaknesses and strengths that, uh, again, the strengths are not, there are very few because his team continues to really learn and adapt under Sorry. But um, I think, and lastly, I'll say is that in their matches, when they have played at home, those have been their best games. Maybe a partial factor is they have the 12th man where they, they have the fans behind them. Fans are back, really, which is good. Yeah, it, it really benefits them. Um, maybe they're, they're they are comfortable playing at the Stadio Olimpico, so that's that's another factor. But um, yeah, their best matches have been against Spezia and Cagliari, which have come from the Stadio Olimpico. So that's something I would look at as well. I was going to ask about the defense because um, you, you named the Cherby and Luis Felipe. Do you think they were a bit more settled in playing on the back three because they've got someone next to them also covering their back and playing like from a three to a four? They don't have that. The same with the wing backs. Do you see that because um, you reeled off Lazzari? He, I don't think he will, as you said, he sort of struggled from going from a three to a four. Um, how do you feel about that? I think you might be onto something there where in the three, five, two, you have that Lucas Leva presence where he kind of shadows as a fourth defender. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's where he was much more effective that he played in front of a Cherby and Felipe were, he was kind of a that guard to help them. Now he's no longer there, and he's trying to play higher up the pitch, and that kind of leaves space in in the middle. So that that's a, a very good point. Um, 
you got the wing backs who don't come back like they did in the three five two. Like <sighs> Husai is a natural left, is a, is a natural right back actually, mm. but he can't play left. Done, he he can, but he's he's he was he had a really good game today. I thought he he defended very well against single, but um, still that right side. I thought that Matisic and Latsidi was a a a duel together that was going to be very strong, and I felt Matisic was okay in the first half, but Latsidi has really concerned me because he has that pace, and for some reason, it's just not working right now. Maybe it's his positioning. Or he's just overcommitting, but um, and, and in regards to Acherby and Felipe, Felipe is just really ri- he's too much of a risk taker. Where he, those challenges, he's I think he's got two or three yellow cards to start the season, and he's got to really be careful going lunging in. And, and and another contributing factor to this back end is that everyone thinks offensive; they're all offensive-minded defenders, where they all want to join the attack and try to kind of create something but they get exposed because they play all high and there's no one kind of really covering them in the back you don't have that Lucas Leva presence that's there to help them so they they need to stop playing so high up the pitch and kind of play within the in the midfield right so they don't get exposed mm. but um there's just a lot of issues with this back end the depth is not good either so even if we want to start we bench Louis, uh, Luis Felipe. You're you're depending on Patrick, center back. <laughs> and it's not a that's not a good option. Like like not, nothing against him. I know he's not the greatest player, but we're, we're using this guy all over the pitch. We started as a, a a right wing back, went to right back, center back. Um, he's played left wing. He's tried everything. So like it's it's kind of unfair to him because he's never really had a a. a firm position since joining Lazio so I laugh at that because I've seen your tweets about Patrick and so I look forward to when he comes on to into the Rome derby um we talked pre-pod about you've only seen only a little bit of Roma I just wondered if you've got any questions for me going into the derby oh um well the first one is now that we 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 just saw the game finish Lorenzo Pellegrini. The, yes. How, how big of a of a loss is he for uh, for Roma come Sunday? He is going to be a big loss. Um, I thought the the second yellow was a little bit harsh because he had his eyes on the ball, but a part of me felt like he could have been sent off a bit earlier for a, a crude challenge um, for a second yellow. Yeah, it's a big loss. He started the season so well for Roma in Serie A and in Europe just like his performances have really galvanised Roma going forward he looks a completely different player this season from, from last season he's actually added goals into his into his repertoire which he didn't really have last season like some of the goals he scored this season have been fantastic like especially the the one last Sunday against Hellas Verona was just unbelievable but yeah it's going to be a massive loss and it's going to be a bit of rejigging going forward into Sunday where um, you could see Mkhitaryan play as a number 10 and Al Shawari wide left or you could see probably Eldor Shomodorov come in as players as a number 10 as a second striker I've seen him do that quite a bit last season um, but yeah it's a, it's a massive loss for Roma going into the derby and how would you rate 
Jose Mourinho's kind of short stint with um, with Roma. Do you do you see progress under Mourinho, and are you kind of happy that he he joined uh, the Giallo Rossi? Yeah, so far so good. Even though tonight's game was ugly, <laughs> um, we both talked about it pre pre pod. It was a uh, I think it was a bit lazy. Uh, lots of days call for Roma. I think they were trying to just get through this game without picking up anything bad going into the derby, and it could have it could have backfired for them if Udinese took their chances. Yeah, so far so good. Um, when it was announced in May, I think I was in total shock, and it broke the internet, and it broke Twitter, and it broke social media with all this. Um, I think when the fixture list come out, I think we were all looking forward to when the first derby was going to happen, and we're excited to, it's going to happen on Sunday. But yeah, been really, really impressed with him so far. Even though the last couple of games have been a bit iffy, where Rome have looked a little bit leggy, I think as we both talked about, it's due to the how much football Rome have played this season. But it's night and day to what we had last season. And as as we said earlier, Embry Bard, Roma have got a goalkeeper in Marie Patricio, where where we look a little bit more solid than we did last season. And I, I'm actually going a bit more confident going into games as I was last season. Nothing nothing personal on Paolo Fonseca and on Paolo Lopez. They did do well in some games, but look more confident now with Jose and Rui Patricia in, in in charge and in, in the in the goal. Um so for Sunday's match, like what are some of the keys that you think Roma would need to do in order to get a victory? Probably to keep Chiro Marbele quiet and to keep Sergei Sergei Milinkovic Saric sorry quiet. Those are probably the two key players in your side, if you would agree with that. And whoever comes in as a number 10 needs to deliver. Um, I did say, oh, I did also forget, you could also play Nicolò Zaniolo back in the number 10 and you could probably stick Carlos Perez out wide. Um, yeah, you need to get someone on to Lucas Leiva. Um, I do feel if Roma score early, that could get on the nerves of the Lazio fans and you could see the Lazio fans get on the back of their players. Excuse me. Um, I just think if Roma can keep it tight and keep a Marbella quiet and SMS really quiet because those he'll be firing up the bullets for um, a Marbella to, to shoot. It could be interesting. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what happens on Sunday now and I'm just hoping oh, part of me wishes it was the game was tomorrow but I have to wait a couple of days but yeah if we can just keep your two key players really quiet I think Roma could do well and how, how do you see that their their lineup looking on Sunday like who do you think will will start round out the, the starting 11 for Roma well, okay, I think there's probably a, a couple of question marks, so I will ask the reverse question to you afterwards. So I feel it could be, so it'll be the four-two-three-one, which is Roma's played all season. Uh, so it will be Rui Patricia in goal, right back Rick Karsdorp, Gianluca Mancini, Roger Abanez, and it will be either Calafiori or Vigna. Vigna has just come back. I think he just, he trained individually a couple of days ago. And in the midfield, it would probably be Veratu and Cristante. And this is where it could get a little bit interesting because without Lorenzo Pellegrini, you're thinking who could come in. But 
I think in my head I could see right side Carlos Perez playing as your number 10 and be Nicolo Zaniolo. And then on the left side it would be Henry Mkhitaryan and then Tammy Abraham who is taken to life to Italy really, really well. No, absolutely. And for me, I'll, I'll go... With, yeah, yeah. What do you, yeah, the four-three-three for Sari, for Sari ball. For me, I'll go with this. I see it up front, it's going to be Pedro mm-hmm. on the right. It'll be Felipe Anderson on the left. And in the middle will be Immobile in the midfield. I'm going to go with Sergei Malinkovic-Savage. Uh, I do believe that Luis Alberto will start this game. And we're going to see Lucas Leiva. As much as I want to see Daniela Cataldi and how I mentioned earlier that I want to see Daniela Cataldi start over Leva, I think that his presence and his his understanding of the, of the derby will come into play in this game. I think this is one match where he will be up to the ch- challenge. Um, in the back end, you're going to see in, in center backs, a center back will be Cherby and Luis Felipe once again. Out wide will be Husai. And on the right, I'm going to predict that he will go with Lot City for this game. I'm hoping that you'll see a better performance from him. Well, not you, obviously, if you're a Roma <laughs> fan, but Lazio fans will hope to see a better performance from him. But uh, I do I do think that he'll start this one because Mars has started today and... He's gonna. He's not gonna make many many changes in in when it comes to the derby. That's he's already said recently that he's not gonna make a lot of significant changes. Four to five is normally the most the norm he does. And, and today's match, he made Cataldi. He brought on Madicis to start. He started Akpa Akpro. I think he made a, around four changes in the today's game. So that's been the norm of what he's been doing. So that that's how I see the lineup going out for, for Lazio versus uh, Roma with Pepe Reina in goal. Of course. I was going to say, who's your goalkeeper? Is it Strakosha or is it Pepe Reina? I wish I wish it was Strakosha. Yeah. I wish. And maybe uh, and not the best Serie A goalkeeper of last season. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. I still... <laughs> Um, I was going to say if if Danilo Cataldi's not playing, there's not Kevin Strutman throwing water at him like he did a few years ago. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> After Strutman scored in the derby, um, Jerry, do you have any more questions? I think we pretty much covered everything we wanted to cover. I think the last thing I'll, I'll predict. I'll, oh yeah, predictions, of course. I'll, I'll go on a side note here. I think the biggest difference when it comes to Roma, mm. is their goalkeeping. Yes, I remember, yeah. We were talking about this offline, and I tweeted about it too, and I, and I have to give credit to Roma because they their sporting director did a really good job in addressing this issue, which has been a glaring hole for, I would say, four seasons now. And uh, just the fact that Patricio has made a lot of key saves, I think that a lot of their wins has come from the fact that he has been able to make those big saves in the end of matches. So that has contributed to why they've been able to win games. I, I don't believe that Roma is... It, Roma's in the same direction as Roma, as far as Lazio. 
where they're still transitioning, they're still learning yeah. under a new manager. But the difference between this Roma side and, and previous Roma sides is that they've been able to get good goalkeeping, and that's what good teams need in order to to win matches. So that's that's a big key factor for Lazio is that they really need to convert their chances when they come, and they're going to be very few, bar none, in this game. I I, I feel so. When they do arise, they need to convert. I agree. Um, I'm just hoping Marie Patricia can keep Lazio out on Sunday. I'm not. Um, my final questions: Do you have any predictions for Sunday? Score wise, I'm going to stay consistent. I'll say two two. I don't want to jinx it. Okay, fair so enough. I, I'll go two two, and I don't even know who's going to score. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with the Immobile. Fair enough. I think we're both sitting on the fence, and we're going to be taking splinters out of our backside. Um, I'm going one all. Um, I both I gather both of us didn't want to say anything stupid that something could arise three four days later afterwards where oh yeah I think Roma could win four now and they get absolutely battered five one but yeah I think a draw um, I think both teams will be quite cautious going into this game and especially when you've got two more games left to play before the international break um, I think a draw I'll go with that. You're going high scoring. I'm going low scoring. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That, that that's the, the best way to say it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jerry, thank you very much for joining me on this Thursday evening for me in the UK, and I'll probably say late afternoon for you in Canada. Um, Jerry, if you want to plug your socials and what you do, writing and your podcasting for Culture Connection. Uh, so you can find me at jmancini8. I'm basically writing for the Laziali at the moment. I do a little bit of interwork for uh, Serpents of Modernina. I get Italian football news, so those are kind of the three sites I've been writing for at the moment. And in uh, the pod with Alex Dono, at Alex Dono, you can find him, my co-host. We do the Calcio Connection at Calcio at Calcio Com Pod, and you can find us there. And we normally produce two episodes a week about Serie. Thank you very much, Jerry. It was a pleasure having you on on La Magicast this evening. Um, guys, you can follow La Magicast at lamagicast.com. All our podcasts are on the website. You can find our podcasts on all podcast platforms, so your Stitcher, your SoundCloud, your Spotify, and your podcast apps and Podbean. Um, Jerry, thank you once again for, jo- uh, for joining me on this Thursday evening to preview the first derby della capitale of the season just six weeks into the Serie A season and it's been a pleasure having you on oh thank you for having me on and uh, it's been a pleasure talking thank you no worries thank you very much Jerry thank you guys and uh, enjoy your, your evening and look forward to the first derby della capitale of the season and hopefully I'll say it quietly hopefully a Roma win but probably it'll be a draw thank you and ciao